Coming up, a time travel machine in the form of a cookbook. A novelist writes a book about his brother-in-law. Plus, our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. If you listen to our episode about Lebanon or are a newsletter subscriber, you know I got a little distracted by hummus for a few weeks. I was blitzing chickpeas, garlic, and various amounts of tahini in my food processor like it was a second job. It was a delicious side effect of doing the episode. (laughs) It really was. I recently discovered a video for an ancient Egyptian hummus recipe with 22 ingredients. What? To be clear, hummus usually has four or five tops. 22. I found it on the YouTube channel Tasting History with Max Miller. He combines a love of food with extreme history nerdiness, and his enthusiasm is infectious. Yes, I do want to know about the food in second class on the Titanic right now. (laughs) Please tell me more about the duck recipe inspired by King Tut's tomb. If you also want to go down the rabbit hole of delicious and or interesting recipes from the past, he has a new book. Oh, It's called Tasting History, Explore the Past Through 4,000 Years of Recipes. I thought this was a distraction of the week you'd put in the wrong place, but now you've taken a turn into a book. Plot twist. (laughs) His book is beautiful. It's filled with photos and ancient art. Every recipe includes the original, often written in unhelpful but charming prose. Here's an example. Lamb leg meat is used. You prepare water. You add fat, you sear. Hmm. And you might think that's not a very good recipe. But what if I told you that's from a Babylonian stone tablet? (laughs) The original recipe for the dessert called tiger nut cake has no text at all. It's just a series of pictures painted on the walls of an Egyptian tomb. Max Miller takes these little tidbits and transforms them into real recipes that honor the originals and make sense for a modern cook. I found this book fascinating and inspiring. It's one of those books that's great to dip into for a little reading break. And some of the recipes sound amazing. And of course, I want to try them. Yeah. It's Tasting History, Explore the Past Through 4,000 Years of Recipes by Max Miller. My book is This Isn't Going to End Well, The True Story of a Man I Thought I Knew by Daniel Wallace. It's a great title. It is. Daniel Wallace is a novelist. He's the author of Big Fish, a novel of mythic proportions. That book was turned into a Tim Burton film and a Broadway musical. This is his first nonfiction title. It's about his brother-in-law, William. Daniel, the author, first met William when William was standing on the top of Daniel's house about to jump into the swimming pool. (laughs) Daniel was 13, and it was 1972. (laughs) There is an absolutely gorgeous first chapter in this book where Daniel describes that moment and what it meant to him. William makes the leap and becomes a superhero to Daniel. He is the impossible cool. And then about 30 years later, after William had married Daniel's sister, William took his own life. Oh, no. Yeah. And it has been 20 years since then. This book is a little bit of a love story and a little bit of a crime book and an exploration of grief and growing up. For me, the writing took me right there on that sunny afternoon in the suburb where it all started, and I'm looking forward to reading the rest of it. It's This Isn't Going to End Well, The True Story of a Man I Thought I Knew by Daniel Wallace. 
And now, our distraction of the week. Today, I want to take you to a special street in Lithuania. It's in the capital city of Vilnius. Imagine a medieval old town in Eastern Europe. There are stucco buildings with orange tile roofs, lots of spires, a river winding through the middle. Down a narrow cobbled alley, you notice small objects attached to the walls of the buildings. When you get closer, you see their plaques and photographs, illustrations, and other little tchotchkes. This is Literary Street, or Literatu Gatva, and it celebrates Lithuanian writers and literature. It's named for the 19th century poet Adam Mickiewicz, who lived there in his youth. Mickiewicz is claimed by Poland, Lithuania, and Belarus, what with borders kind of being ill-defined in previous centuries. His most famous poem, Pan Tadius, begins with these words. Lithuania, my fatherland, you are like good health. (laughs) Very romantic. Yeah, sounds like he was pretty clear where he was from. Yeah. And although it name drops Lithuania, it's a Polish national treasure and is required reading in all Polish schools. Interesting. Adam Mickiewicz is one of those larger-than-life 19th-century rabble-rousers. I want you to picture him. He has a broad, angular face, all the domineering eyebrows, wide cheekbones, a long pointed nose. He wore his hair thick and long, kind of curling up against his collar. In the photo I saw, he's wearing a high-necked jacket, but it looks like a turtleneck to modern eyes. Of course it's not, but it looks like a turtleneck. So he's got that like handsome poet, I'll drink absinthe and be very dramatic kind of thing. Does he have a beard? No. No. Okay. He was born in 1798. And he published his first poem when he was just 20. It's called Winter in the City. It's a romantic poem about a snowy city and how great it is to be young. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Around that time, he also founded a secret society. In 1917, he and some university friends started a secret organization called the Philomaths. It was a cross between the Freemasons and a nerd club. They got together to talk about science, math, and literature, and for radical discussions of Polish independence. If you're not up on your history, at that time, what we know as Poland was split among Prussia, the Habsburg Empire, and Russia. In 1820, he met the love of his life. Her name was Maryla Vereshikovna. But Adam's family was poor with no social status, and Maryla was promised to a count. Mm. Count Vavrizhnets Putkamer. Now you've got the elements of a fairy tale. Right? A poet, a beautiful woman, and a count. Mm-hmm. Yep. Marila doesn't have an English Wikipedia page, but I found her Polish one. She is described as a noblewoman, countess, and beloved of Adam Mickiewicz. It's in her bio. <laughs> <laughs> In 1823, Adam was arrested and imprisoned at Vilnius Basilian Monastery because of his political activism, and he was banished to Russia. Mm. When he was finally free, he traveled all over Europe. He met the philosopher Hegel in Berlin and the poet Goethe in Prague. He visited Milan, Venice, Florence, and Rome. When Poland's November 1830 uprising happened, He traveled with a fake passport, and there's speculation that he carried intel to the French underground. A poet and a spy. (laughs) 
He later moved to Paris, where he became besties with Frédéric Chopin, and that's where he wrote his epic poem, Pontadziusz. It tells the story of two feuding Polish families in the early 19th century, and it's packed with vivid details about food, scenery, and culture. There's a stew that I've been making for years called Bigos. Yep. It is name-dropped in the poem Pan Tadjush. Our hero poet was a revolutionary right up until the end. In 1855, during the Crimean War, when he was 56 years old, the French government sent him to Constantinople to rally Polish troops in the fight against Russia. After visiting a military camp, he fell ill and died. The standard line is that he contracted cholera, but others speculate he was poisoned by his political enemies. Oh. When I started researching the literary street of Vilnius because I saw pictures of it and it looked really cute, I 100% did not expect to become a fangirl of Adam Mickiewicz. <laughs> but here we are. Yep. There's an English translation of Pantajusz on Gutenberg.org, if you're curious. There was also a blockbuster Polish film made. I found a trailer with English subtitles, and I'll put that in the show notes. Join me in my Adam Mickiewicz fan club. Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library for more about the books we discussed and everything you need to know to join the Adam Mitzkovitz fan club. Thanks for joining us on the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon. 